Hi, everybody. This is Dr. Eric Corum, founder of AIM7. Welcome back to The Blueprint, where we distill cutting-edge science, leadership, and life skills into simple tactics optimized for your busy lifestyle and goals. Every time we have been on The Blueprint, we cover so much ground from diet, nutritional strategies, to changing our internal state. Ben always delivers incredible advice to help us become the best versions of ourselves. In today's episode, we discuss the hardest part of any recompositioning journey, and that's combating cravings so we can stick to our plan. And if there is one person that's qualified to talk about this, it's Ben. As an IFBB professional bodybuilder, Ben competed in 23 shows from 2008 to 2016, finishing in top 10 in the prestigious Arnold Schwarzenegger Classic for six consecutive years. That is insane. Placing second in 2013, and Ben reached the pinnacle of bodybuilding in 2012 in 2016, competing in the Mr. Olympia contest and was considered one of the top 10 bodybuilders in the world for many years. Now, you may be listening going, okay, I'm not a bodybuilder, but you can learn from the elite in different categories. And if you want to be elite in bodybuilding, you have to be extremely disciplined and fight insane impulses to get lean. And there are some really valuable lessons that we can learn from Ben's experience. So I know you're going to love this conversation. So now to my conversation with Ben. So let's lean in and learn from the best. Ben, I am personally right now going through a little bit of a weight loss phase. Uh, I'm training to climb Mount Hood this summer to raise money for the fight against human trafficking. So a friend of mine, Jeremy Valorin, who's been on the show it's got an amazing organization, and I believe it's something that my company AIM7 gets behind, and I'm really into fighting for justice, right, for people that can't fight for themselves. So something, I love backpacking, so I'm training for this, and then I was like, you know what, I'd also like to lose about 10 or 12 pounds after the winter, put on a few, but nothing bad. I actually intentionally ate a little bit more this winter to try to put on some more muscle. So started about a month ago, down about a little over four pounds. I'm moving right about the pace that I want to move at, right? But it's the hardest thing to do. To me, it's easy to eat and go train. It's easy to go do a lot of things. It's easy to go do hard interval training or aerobic capacity work or wake up in the morning and go ruck. The hardest thing is to deprive yourself and to stick with that. When you're fatigued, emotion enters the equation and there's something just an arm length away, right? They could derail a lot of hard work. So you've done this at an elite level you know, what are some strategies for people that are losing weight? And I'm talking more on the mental side to combat cravings. So you don't go off the rails. Yeah. So what do you love about hiking and training? Hiking? I love being out in the wilderness. I just love being completely disconnected. Training, everything, the high, the pushing my body, the just me time. Right. So what do you experience? So what is the state that you're experiencing when that's done? Satisfaction. It's a deep state of satisfaction. Like I did a good job. Yeah. So if you had to make the face of what that feels like, does it have like a picture? Can you picture the face in your mind when you do that? I've got to close my eyes to think about this one. But I think of myself in the car, just like, ah, oh, you did it. Good job, man. So now what if we correlate that back to every single time when you overcome the pull of, man, I could really eat that chocolate cake right now, but nope. Oftentimes it's about creating a state, right? So sometimes when we're getting pulled into the desire to do something unconsciously, it's from a place of fear or safety or just like mindlessness. So if we could train ourselves to recreate the state of satisfaction that we get from working out or connectedness that we get from being in nature, 
And we can do that at will, just like we can do, we can create gratitude at will. That we could train ourselves in the, in the moments where we're feeling the most disconnected or the most likely to make those responses from the amygdala. We can train the ability to bring that back and we can live in that state. Just like in the morning, if you have a gratitude practice, I can create a, a feeling, not just intellectualization, but a feeling of gratitude in my body. I know what it feels like. I can call it back in an instant. So if you can do what you just did right there, you created that feeling of satisfaction in, in a matter of seconds while we're right here talking, you feel the face. You can imagine what it feels like. You see yourself sitting in a very specific space. So when you're going through that moment of like, I have this strong pull to go eat that thing and you can become aware of it and you can interject and go, well, what's that feeling? Can I go back to that feeling of satisfaction that I already know that lives inside me? I don't need something outside of me to do it because I just created it in a matter of seconds. I don't need something outside of myself to create that. I no longer need that food, right? Now, this is one approach. I have never heard this before, by the way. I've been doing this in this world for a very long time. Never heard this before. This is deep stuff here. Yeah, just state creation, man. It's like anchoring state. And we hope that kids can do it, right? And if you think of it, I don't know if you have kids. Yeah, I got three boys. Yeah. So when your kids are acting up and you <laughs> yell at them, you're like, stop what you're doing. What's the responsiveness? Effectively zero, right? They'll listen, but then they're going to run away and keep going or go back to it. Like to get them to try to change their state is very challenging. But if, if you train the state previously and you go, let's say we did a meditation or a breathing with our kids and we taught them how to be calm, we taught them how to feel in the moment, it's like feel their body. And if in the moment when they're acting a little bit stressed or they're acting a little chaotic, you go, hey, buddy, or hey, sweetheart, just take a breath. And you can change your state in an instant because you're, you're teaching them state control. Adults are no different. Obviously, adults should be in better control of our emotions, but we're not. But if we can learn to create a specific state at will and recall it, any state is always accessible to us. Joy, happiness, satisfaction, gratitude, they're all right there. So why not in that moment of despair, which is often what it is, why people reach for food or reach for something to change their state, why not just call it back? Mm. Why do we eat mindlessly? Because it's either like, we're just trying to change the way we feel, right? Which are like, we feel hungry or we feel something. And so we're reaching for something outside of ourselves to change our state, which is why people drink and why people do drugs and why people overeat and why people ab abuse sex or pornography or whatever it is. You're just trying to change your state. You're chasing dopamine. So if you can alter your state without needing anything outside of yourself, you're a master of your self. My goodness. This is so rich because this really goes beyond food. This is like really deep stuff. Like you said, whether you're chasing pornography or whatever it is, it's not really that thing that you're chasing. You're chasing something else. And oftentimes we make a swap or an exchange that we really wish we hadn't made. And um, I haven't practiced this enough of actually thinking through like what state do I want to be in? You know, like, so for instance, I do a lot of pitching right now for my company, raising capital. And before I get up there, I've just started doing this recently because the, you know, the stakes are getting higher and higher is going back to thinking like when I say the opening line, I think calm and in control. And that's practiced. I rehearsed that. I remember that first line, calm and in control when I do it. When I'm meditating or when I'm in a, a gratitude practice, you're saying like really anchor back to that moment. And then when this thing comes in here that is not really what I want to just go back to a, a moment that I've trained myself to do. So what was yours? Like, because you got really lean. I mean, we're talking like paper thin skin lean which most people in their entire lives will never even know what that feels like. That's extreme hunger, isn't it? Yeah, moments. So you see my response to your question, it's exactly the same. And I learned this actually through really intense training 
So one of the questions I'll often ask for people if they can't create a state, I'm like, what is the feeling you get when you get to like the deepest depths of your hardest set? Like, what, what do you go, where do you go there? When you're in the bottom of a leg press or hack squat or a squat and you're Lincoln like- Lincoln Park. What? <laughs> I said Lincoln Park. I'm just kidding. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But some state of arousal is either creating anger or it's, it's like something is driving you to keep going, right? This is some mm -hmm. like, uh, it's either the pursuit of something more or the avoidance of something that's painful. And so for me, it was like, I would just smile. I would go to these ridiculously painful moments and I just put a big ass grin on my face and go, I know nobody's doing this. I know nobody can do it. And I was like, I'm just going to keep going. And I'm like, and that smile does something magical for me. You'll see me at the deepest depths of these sets that are just like excruciating at this big goofy grin on my face, but it's a real smile. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm really enjoying it so much. I'm like, this is exactly where I want to live. And so if I get into the discomfort of hunger or really anything, my default now is just, I just laugh. I smile. I'm like, oh, yeah, bring like, bring it more. Like, come on, please. This is all you got? Come on. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Uh, I don't know why that, I started that. I started that leg training a while ago. I just wanted to be the best in the world. And I was like, oh, yeah. I'm like, this is where I live. Like, nobody else is going here. I'm like, bring in the first training partner for the first hour and the second one for the second hour. Like, come on. You guys can't keep up with this. I actually can see this as you're saying it. You're going there right totally. now. <laughs> totally. <Yeah. laughs> this is the lead athletes. The way you almost just said that. Yep. It's like, come on, let's yep. go. And it's an, almost an inviting the pain. Yep. And instead of avoiding like, no, 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 I'm, I'm welcoming this and it's where I want to be. Yeah. It's one of the flips I made with pain is like pain is just, it's just like cold. Pain is just information. Mm. Is it painful or is it just information? Yeah, I can just sit with this and realize it's just my body telling me something. Do I want to create the association of this thing is bad or do I just want to be like, no, I just feel something there. Good or bad, it's just information. And there's definitely times where it becomes distracting, but the more you can meditate your way through it, in my experience, that's a beautiful place to live because it's really pushing the perimeter, pushing the boundaries of your human capacity. How do you figure out who you are at the perimeter of the boundaries of what you're made of? And just the ability to go there and go deeper and deeper into it. It's just like, I think it's, it's where the deepest state of satisfaction lives. It's like, oh, I can go to these places and I can still come back and I'm still alive and I'm still okay. <laughs> like, okay. Got That's it. the biggest sense of euphoria. A friend of mine, uh, Brian Decker, he was actually the first guest on my podcast. He used to run selection development for special forces. And now he's the vice president of development for the Carolina Panthers. And he is one of the absolute best at assessing character. He says, if you want to get better, you have to train on the edge of your ability. And uh, it's the only way, like those are those monumental moments when you're like, I've been there. I know this is really weird. But I think of like every woman on the planet that's ever given birth to a child, they kind of just have something different. They're like, because that's when it comes to pain. They're just like, you know what? I've been there multiple times. I went to the edge and I came back and I'm alive. And I think that's why Dr. Stacy Sims, she's like one of the leading authorities on women's health and physiology. And their work capacity is just generally higher than men. And I think part of it, too, is they're just threshold because they've been pushed there. So to all the women listening to this, like, you're really amazing. Yes. But um, I think everybody has that ability to tap back into that moment and hopefully they can draw that into the current state. Yeah, it's fear, right? So like the reason we want to avoid it is we're afraid of it. The more you can stand in your fear, the, the less you're afraid of it. And I'm, I'm actually going through this with my son right now. My son's 11. And so we're talking about growing into a man, right? He's coming up on puberty and I'm starting to t teach him about, I have this 
theory or belief that people who are most happy in life, people who are most successful in life are the ones who are just willing to go and step into their fears. And so we're looking for things that are at the perimeter of what he's currently capable of or what he's currently afraid of. And I'm letting him know, I'm like, hey, I'm right here with you. You're going to be okay. If anything is bad, I'll pull the plug. But I just want you to know that you're capable of so much more than you realize. And I want my son to grow up knowing that within reason, you have to be, be able to be discerning. But anything you're afraid of, don't move away from it, right? Because if you move away from it, it grows. And if you move into it, it shrinks. And so I think as a man, that's maybe one of the most important framings is like, and what we don't realize as men is, and women, I'm sure, these unconscious fears are driving our unconscious decisions, things we're afraid of, even the smallest little things, right? I'm afraid mom's going to get mad at me, or I'm afraid dad's going to get mad at me, or I'm afraid my wife's going to, you know, it's, it's driving so many decisions. So the more you can move toward things that you're afraid of and move through them, the more you can truly just enjoy who you are and enjoy life. And without the ability to move toward fears, I think everyone's going to have some level of I think it's happening what's happening in the world right now, right? It's like the reactiveness, the like, mm -hmm. I'm going to protect myself, I'm going to lash out. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's, I think it's just a reaction to like someone pushing on their fear button. This is wonderful. Man, this is some deep stuff. I'm not sure if you're aware, but every Friday, I send a newsletter to over a thousand busy people just like you who are looking to improve their health and wellness, but don't have time for a crazy download of information. My newsletter adaptation is short and to the point, and I provide you with actionable recommendations for your mind, body, and recovery so you can look, feel, and perform your best. Sign up now. The link is in the show notes. Now back to my conversation with Ben. Before I interview somebody, I review their background. I remember watching videos of you 10 years ago, and it's really kind of cool to have this conversation now somebody that's of my age, children, you're training athletes, you have a very different perspective. I just really appreciate the depth of information that you're providing. If people have listened to these episodes, they're like, this guy has got some amazing wisdom to share. If people want to connect deeper with you, if they want to get your training programs, where should they go? First of all, thanks, Eric. So probably the best place to find me if someone's listening to a podcast is you can check out my podcast, which is Muscle Intelligence. MuscleIntelligence.com is kind of a hub for everything we do. So good, good place to go there and surf through what we've got. We're just redoing the site right now. So depending when this launches, that either it'll be a really old crappy version or a new version. <laughs> yeah, my online presence is ne never really, as funny as it sounds, because I own an online business, has never really been primary focus for me. Like personal development, developing my capabilities, developing my knowledge has been my primary focus. And my external perception has always been very far down the line of priorities. But now I'm realizing that, you know, if you want to run an effective business, you have to have a strong presence. Yeah. So I'm kind of getting back into it. As I said, I'm an introvert. I'd rather just be by myself. I'd rather not be on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. So I'm learning to develop the online business, which is fun. I've been, do actually I've been doing it for 10 years. So I feel like I'm kind of an OG who knows a little bit. You've been pretty successful, Ben. <laughs> You've done a good job. You have a podcast that I would aspire to in, in regards to not just the size of the podcast, but the depth of the guests, the richness of the questions and the engagement of the audience. I mean, you've done a wonderful job and then you have world-class programs. Really recommend people give you a follow. I've enjoyed following you, not just to follow or be a fan, but to actually learn and gather information. So check out muscleintelligence.com anywhere else. Instagram. Yeah, Instagram's a good place. There you go. We'll, we'll share some assets. You'll find them. I'll be posting stuff. I'm building YouTube back up again. I used to have a great YouTube following. I'm starting literally tomorrow to start recording videos, which is fun. Let's go. Yeah, I'm going to come back. 
All right. Well, hey, you got a permanent seat on the blueprint. Really appreciate you coming by today. Thank you, Eric. Before you leave today, I have a quick ask of you. Right now, The Blueprint is experiencing tremendous growth. We have over 15,000 downloads a month. And if you've been listening for a while, can you do me a favor? Leave us a comment and review on whichever listening platform you're joining us from. We got about 107 reviews right now. With the amount of people we have listening, we should have like 500. If we did that, this podcast would be in the news and noteworthy section on every major platform, and it would reach so many more people. So if you love the show, take 20 seconds and leave us a comment and review. I would really appreciate it. Thanks again for listening, and I'll catch you on the next episode.